Hey, it's Bruce Trujillo from the CPR Performance Studio, and today we are welcoming Black Belt Eagle Scout out of Portland, Oregon. This is the new project from Catherine Paul and the debut album. Mother of My Children was just released this past year. KP also just released a few new singles, and we'll dig into all of this. But first, let's hear a song. KP, what's up first? The first song is Soft Stud.
New music in the open air at 102.3 FM with Black Belt Eagle Scouts. That's Soft Stud, one that we've been digging into for the past couple of months from the debut release, Mother of My Children. And Black Belt Eagle Scout is Catherine Paul, KP, on vocals and guitar, Grace Bugby on bass and vocals, Megan Watson on guitar, and Camus Logue on drums. So thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited. And KP, this is a new project for you. You were previously in other bands around Portland, but I read you had a certain level of dissatisfaction action playing in those. So tell me about creating this project and the need to do so. Yeah, I mean, so I'd always done like music, like on guitar for myself and just sort of played and created songs or just played to, you know, feel good or just feel creative. But it's always been on the back burner. It's never been like a huge thing that I thought that I should, you know, pursue. And I also play the drums. And so i I played drums in a couple bands and, you know, felt just like, okay, I'm just the drummer in this band. I don't really have that much creative direction in terms of the songwriting. And I just, I think I got to a point in my life where I just was craving, like, needing the need to feel creative and also more in control of my music. Um, So I think... Yeah, there was one point where I was playing in a band and I just was like, I want to do something else. I want to I want to start fresh. I want to like really focus on this project that I had been doing that I was calling Black Belt Eagle Scout. But it was really just me playing guitar in my bedroom. And I played like maybe one or two shows by myself. And but it was very rare occasion. And so I think it was like in early 2016, um, no, no, it was in early 2017 when I just made that decision because I had made the album in the end of 2016. I was like, I'm going to do this album for myself. Mm. Didn't know that I was going to put it out or anything like that. I was just like, I want this album to be a thing. And then in 2017, I was like, well, I have this album that I made. What am I going to do? Am I just going to like have it? Like, I really like it. I think it's it's really good, and um, the songs mean a lot to me. I should pursue this. This should be a thing this year for me, and I should stop doing something that wasn't making me happy and do something that is going to make me happy. And I feel like this project has a very Portland sound. Uh, it's very reflective of your influences growing up, including Hole and Nirvana. So talk to me more about your musical upbringing and how that plays into the songwriting for this project. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Sometimes I think about what sound I have. And so I guess I'll start here. I grew up within the Anacortes DIY music scene. That's the music scene I was a part of. And that um, led me to other bands uh, in Washington. Like there was the grunge scene in Washington and there's a riot girl scene in Washington. And there's just kind of like this whole Olympia, Tacoma, Seattle, Anacortes, Bellingham mix of bands that would, you know, play up and down the I-5. And I grew up listening to those bands. And um, I mean, like, I feel like the raw emotion from the that, that style of writing, like being very like, you know, grunge is just like, oh my gosh, like you listen to it and you're like, this is amazing. And then like, 
the politics and the riot girl movement, like some of them were like spoke to me. And then also just like seeing people who like I would see at the grocery store in Anacortes or, you know, I, I would, you know, see you walking around just everyday people creating beautiful music. Like that's something that I feel very lucky to have been a part of. And like it, it certainly, it drew me in. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know like, what I would consider like a sound because even even in like the northwest like there's so many different types of bands like so many different sounding bands and one of the things that I've noticed though in the way that I create music is that um I don't really create it in the way like that like a singer songwriter or just like you know like somebody who's like, I play acoustic guitar and I, I write songs and it says a verse, a chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, stuff like that. And there's all these lyrics. I'm not really like that. I, hmm, I guess I like, well, okay. So where I grew up, I grew up on the Swinomish Indian Reservation, which is like a 15 minute drive from Anacortes, Washington. So I grew up around like all of my um people's music like coastal music my grandfather had a powwow um uh there and then we had like this drum group so I grew up with that like foundation Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily want to say that that's like you know the type of music that I play but it very much influenced how I feel about music and how I like you know what what sort of passion I put into music um so I think there's a culmination of that and then also a culmination of just like you know having like this angst and this like just like fever of of like intensity in the music that was that um is a part of like the Washington scene that I was really drawn to that I feel like I love that type of music I like feel most connected to that I want to try and express myself in that way and I feel like, you know, growing up and moving to Portland, like I experienced a, a just really interesting um, group of, of, of bands. It's very like people like dub like the Northwest. It's like, oh, it has a Northwest sound. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. But also there's just like there's so much music in the Northwest. It totally is just different within within that group but I feel like it's abundant like there's a lot of like historical things that have happened there so that people say there's this northwest sound and I think that sometimes it it it, I I can identify with that I think yeah and you mentioned growing up in the Swinomish Indian community and uh, you went back home to record and write this album um kind of where your parents live and I feel like growing up there had a huge impact on these songs among other things but Tell, tell me about going home to make this album. Yeah, so it was around Christmas time in 2016. Uh, I had time off from work because my, my day job used to be working as a talent buyer and a ticketing manager at a music venue. So nobody works in that time, like all the agents and everybody, like they take huge like Christmas vacation. So I was like, I'm going to take this time off. No one's going to bug me in my in my inbox or whatever. I'm going to have a good solid chunk of time. So I dr- packed all of my instruments and my drums and like uh, everything in this little t- tiny Kia that I have. And I drove up to um, Washington 
to um, uh, Laconner, uh, like Swinomish is also kind of in the town of Laconner. And there's like this little body of water that separates the Indian reservation from the town. So I drove there. It's like five and a half hour drive, sometimes four if you speed. Um, but anyway, so I stayed with my folks. They still live on the Swinomish Indian Reservation. And um, it was a very good time, I think, like recording that and being home. Like it was helpful to be around family and to feel like I was grounded especially because of the nature of the um, album and what the album was about. The album was is from like a time in my life where I experienced a lot of grief and sadness and heartbreak. And I think that it ended up being really healing to, to one, like get all of that out of me in the form of a record, but also to have the support of my family. And to be home and like my mom, she packed me like food and I always had like stuff to eat at the studio and like it just it was a really good experience. It was a hard experience. I say that a lot because like in my music, I play all of the instruments and I arrange all of all of that stuff. So being somewhere when it's just you and a recording engineer and you're the one who's making all of the calls and all the decisions that's really like sometimes your brain can get overloaded and sometimes you can just like be like oh my gosh so every night I'd come home I'd be physically exhausted because I'd be like you know doing drum track after drum track like playing guitar and my fingers would hurt and then mentally exhausted like my head hurt so much so it was a good thing that I went there to do that because I had that support that I needed in order to get through that time in my life. So let's get into this next song called Indians Never Die. And you focus specifically here on colonization. So tell me more about it. Yeah, I mean, so I hope everybody knows that um, the land that um, you're on is stolen land and it was colonized by um, Europeans back in the day. So it's weird to me sometimes that I have to like explain that to people or just like tell, like state it how it is. Cause some people are just, they don't know or they don't want to acknowledge it, you know? And, um, to me, like it's, uh, it's an everyday part of my life. It's what I'm living. I'm always thinking like, okay, I'm here going throughout this life, this world. And, I have all of these ancestors whose lives have been taken because people wanted to settle on this land. So it's, it's a, it's a very present thing for me. And, and sometimes it, it's just like so weird that it's not for other people, but I guess that, you know, there's a whole like historical trauma thing. Like it's a, it's a big thing for native, for native communities to experience like loss of tradition, loss of culture. But to get into Indians Never Die, um, that song I wrote when um, it was in 2016, and it had a very particular meaning at that time. Since playing it, it's sort of morphed into like other meanings, but I'll talk about both of them. I'll talk about what it meant to me at that time. So um, during that year, uh, the um, No Dapple was happening. So every, everything at like, um, Standing Rock and like all of the people that were coming to that area to try and support, like 
those nations so that um, the government wouldn't drill into the land and create like all this like ridiculous pollution and the and endangering the water and stuff. People were like supporting that. They wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. But on the other hand, the government was still going f- forward with that route, and then the then the big companies are still going forward with that route and so it was just a really trying time I think for a lot of people and I wasn't able to go um my job was like just hectic at that time and I'm not sure that like I have mixed feelings about going and not going because I did hear that some it wasn't a good experience sometimes for women to be there um so yeah so anyway that's a whole other story but um that was happening and I was seeing it on the news and on social media pretty much everywhere it's really triggering like as a native person it's like you're experiencing these feelings of like loss and these feelings of not like feeling like people care about you publicly it's like sometimes internally you're like okay I get like you know some people don't like us like the government has always like not not done a good job in supporting us and that those are like very the way that I'm describing it is is very is a very nice way of saying it (laughs) so to see that every day and to have that it was just so much for me to handle and um I just felt like I felt like I needed to say something about it at the time I was also just playing guitar in general and like you know, being creative in general. So it just sort of happened in a, in a song form. And I was just thinking about like how much people don't really care about the earth and they don't care about, you know, this land that they stole and that they're continuing to mess up. And it just is, it's just ridiculous, you know? So the song um, primarily is about paying attention to, to, to where you are. It's not like, like part of me wishes that I had written like a more like radical political song around it. Cause it's like an, it's a nice, a nice, like pretty song and like, but I feel like there's meaning there also. And, um, I want to be able to share that experience and of, of, of how I feel. We've been playing it for a long time. So it's, it's an interesting song to play now. I have been doing this thing where I talk about it every time. Because to me, like, I'm on a stage when we play shows. I'm on a stage. I have a microphone. There's a lot of people there. They're looking at me. And I have all these thoughts about my music. My music is political. And it just feels wrong to not say anything about it. It feels wrong to not acknowledge what it what it's about. But it's a hard thing to do every night. It's a hard thing to to say that, especially um, when the audiences are mostly white because it feels like it's like this huge amount of labor and this huge amount of like, okay, I'm educating people. Like, to some extent, that's fine with me, but it gets tiring when you're doing it all the time. So I've changed the way that I talk about it depending on who the audience is and how I feel at that moment. Sometimes I just am like, um, you know, this is, this song is like, like a, 
I can't, I can't swear on the radio, but <laughs> I say some stuff about colonizers, and then sometimes I choose to talk about it in a very eloquent way of, you know, being, trying to accept everyone in the crowd, and lately I've been doing this thing where, um, like, uh, in our set we do these songs, they're in standard tuning, and then we do these other set of songs that are in C, and the first song that I play of that later set that's in C, in C tuning, is Indians Never Die. And I've been asking the audience questions, um, just to be like, hey, do you, you know, like, well, first I'll say, do you, do you have any questions for us? It's a hit or miss thing. Sometimes people ask kind of not very good questions. Sometimes they're good questions. And then I'll go on and I'll say, is anyone here from the land that um, we're standing on, like the original people? Most of the time it's been no. Then I'll say, is anyone here from neighboring tribes or, you know, and some people will pipe up. And then um, that's when I when I like create like this, this conversation with those people, because I think as, as as an indigenous person, like it's hard sometimes going to a show and not feeling acknowledged, especially like when you're like, I'm just it's like going through the motions. I feel like I'm going through the motions of this colonized life. So I like to be able to, to acknowledge the people that are there. And then after that, I'll, I, I, I like to dedicate the song to them. And Indians Never Die, it's for them. This is Black Belt Eagle Scout in the CPR Performance Studio. Here's Indians Never Die.
Hey, this is KP from Black Belt Eagle Scout, and this is our new song, Half Colored Hair.
CPR's Open Air with Half-Colored Hair, a brand new one from Black Belt Eagle Scout in the performance studio. And we touched based on some of these themes here already, but tell me about some of the other areas you explore within the album. In a lot of ways, it seems like the album is um, looking for a catharsis in many ways. Yeah, um, I mean, so the album was created first for me like I wanted to do this album for me mother of my children and then I realized I needed to share it with people I was like I I like this album I should share it (laughs) I should let people listen to it and um it I mean like when when I wrote it I needed to it's like I guess sometimes it's like it's like therapy or like or this thing that you go do it's like if you like are having a bad day and you like you just need to get something out you go on a really long hike and you accomplish something it's that like um sense of accomplishment that I did something that I've went through this process so um I guess finding resolution with that uh whole experience in general just like creating the songs and from that from that outside perspective not not so much just like okay yeah I have these songs here's the feeling of them like I actually created every single thing on the album so it's this you know I'm going through these motions of like putting down the guitar putting down the the bass there's you know there's drums on it there are these like um vibraphones there's vocals having all of that and done by my hands and my brain like to me that is um that is that is what I needed in order to in order to feel good about these next steps in my life and um I think that uh you know being able to share that with people like I've noticed that playing these shows some people have come up to me and they've said like this al- album has helped me so much or you know the song soft stud has helped me so much and we don't they don't really go into it you know that much but like the fact that s- someone has listened to those songs that i created and come up to me and we had these conversations like i think that that's something that you know like i didn't expect but it's 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 very meaningful to me to be able to share those experiences. And you also released a couple of new songs, including that last one we just heard, Half Colored Hair. And these were songs that you started writing while recording the album, but they weren't totally ready yet. So tell me about these few tunes and why you wanted to release them now. Yeah, um, my label actually asked if I wanted to put out a 7-inch, and I was like, sure, that sounds great. <laughs> um, I think it's also just because I like the saddle creek is my label and they uh, put out um mother of my children but it was a Mm re-release so before that it had already been out for a little bit so i think they're like do you want to put out these songs that you're you know you're recording right now we can do a seven inch it can be like something that's before like maybe another album down the road if you want to do something let's put out some new music and i was like yeah i want to do that that sounds great I've never had a seven inch before. It sounds really cool. And so it was just a very amicable um, decision um, to, to put to put it out. And I chose um, to to call it like the loss and relax seven inch because um, at the end of 2016, when I was 
recording Mother of My Children, I started writing the guitar part for Lost and Relax. And I had this this inkling that I was like, maybe I could record this now, maybe. But then I just was like, no, it needs more work. I need to I need to have more time with it. I need to like continue to do that. And so um, I spent pretty much the next year just playing that song. And it's the first song I've ever really played with other people and to, to and have had other people help help form the way the song goes through playing together and like kind of um, playing it live. And so like I played with a drummer and then that helped me really get like the loudness of it because I was I was playing it live. Like sometimes playing by yourself is hard because it's like if you don't play with someone else, there there isn't that that um, extra road that you can take to find new elements in that music. I found that I struggle with that and I'm kind of constantly like, like, should I just do it by myself or should I play with other people? But that's also another story. Lots of stories here. Anyway, so, um, yeah, this song, Lost and Relax, is a special one to me because it, it went through, like, the, the hands of so many of my friends and playing it together. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the studio. I think I know what the song is going to be. And then um, I went and uh, created it and ended up actually at the studio putting some keyboard and some omnicord that I wasn't thinking that I was going to do. But at that time and, and place, I was just like, this is what needs to be here. Perfect. Let's get into it. Actually, Loss and Relax is our last one here in the CPR Performance Studio with Black Belt Eagle Scout.
It's the last of our set with Black Belt Eagle Scout. It's a new single called Loss and Relax, one that we've been digging into here in the open air. KP, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me.